to another episode of Grow Your Patch with Shannon Crocker, where here we discuss growing your own food in whatever size patch of dirt that you have access to. Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Patch and this will actually be the final episode for 2022 and the reason is we are now on school holidays. I have three little boys that are requiring my attention for the next few weeks while they have a much deserved break from school but Grow Your Patch will definitely be back in 2023 and I have a whole host of different guest speakers lined up and I cannot wait to show you what's coming next year. So absolutely stay tuned. I hope wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year period and that you have lots of love, lots of laughter and of course, lots of food. So today I'm covering something that I have found to be a game changer when it comes to my veggie garden. And it's a concept I saw a couple of years ago and I was intrigued, not just by the the concept itself and the saving water, but by also the amount of food that was being produced out of these gardens. And these gardens are making a big splash now in the gardening world and they are definitely things to think about when it comes to veggie gardening, and that is a wicking bed. If you haven't heard of a wicking bed before, as I said, don't worry, they were relatively new to me as well. But a wicking bed essentially is a large self-watering pot. It is a garden bed that has its own water reservoir so that you are filling the reservoir and the plants get their roots down into the soil and that moisture is wicking up so that the plants have continual access to moisture. Now, I added wicking beds to my garden and I have six wicking beds. They're all a meter by a meter and they have definitely been a a great addition to my veggie growing and they are producing a lot of food. But let me run through the basics of a wicking bed. Now, What happened was I jumped on good old Google and I found Sophie from Gardening Australia talking about how she made her wicking beds out of shuttles, which is what I did. So you can absolutely make your wicking bed out of shuttles. Some people do it by um, making wooden, um, like a wooden garden bed and waterproofing it. There are lots of different options. And if you jump on Google, you will find these options. You can also make, um, buy them pre-made. So definitely different things to look at. But basically I used a shuttle and then what I got was what you need next is to fill that bottom reservoir, I got some slotted pipe and then you can put, you, you run that in a sort of a circle around the bottom of your wicking bed and then you have some pipe going into that to fill it and that goes into the corner of your wicking bed and you need to just secure that into the corner and essentially you're just going to you're going to want to be able to stick your hose into the pipe and that runs down the bottom and the water comes out that slotted pipe down at the bottom to help fill that reservoir over the top of your slotted pipe you're going to want some sort of small rock scoria gravel 
or another sort of aggregate to fill that bottom of the reservoir. I would highly recommend to steer clear of blue metal. I have two of my wicking beds. I use blue metal because I ran out of small rocks and it has definitely changed the pH, I think, of, of those two wicking beds. And I have certain plants that I that won't grow, go, grow well at all in those two garden beds. I've got lots of other veggies that are very happy in there, but there are definitely certain plants. Tomatoes are actually one of them that they just, they're not happy in there at all. So steer clear of that. Um, I know it was very tempting if you've got some close by, but steer, steer clear of that. So then you have your your aggregate level and then over the top, over the top of, of the stone level, what you're going to need is some sort of geotextile fabric to separate the soil from the stones. And the reason being is you don't want all the soil to be dropping down into the stones. You want to keep them separate. So you can use weed mat or shade cloth. Some people even use plastic. It just depends on what you have and what you want to use. But essentially, you want to keep those two layers separate. And then you're filling the rest of it with your soil. So I think um, it's a good way to start in a wicking bed because the plants are they grow quite quickly they're quite good feeders so I would recommend a good garden mix of soil with a lot of great organic matter in it as well to kick start those plants now the biggest thing to remember too with your wicking bed is you need some sort of outlet so I have a I drilled a hole for a water outlet and it sits a little bit above my um, aggregate line. So just a little bit above where, where the rock layer finishes so that when I'm filling the water reservoir, when it gets to the top, it starts coming out of the hole. And the reason is you want to have that there because if you get a heap of wet weather or if you whack your hose in one day and you leave it on and you forget about it, you know, you could fill that whole shuttle or the whole wicking bed to the very top of water and you need a way to be able to drain it. So that's, that's, it's pretty important. One of the things to remember when you're making your wicking beds and when you're placing your wicking beds is they do need to be stable and flat based just because if they're on a bit of an angle, all the water will run to one end. So you need it to all drain evenly and also be taken up in the wicking bed equally. So those those things are really important. Um, I, as I said, I use shuttles. I cut my shuttles in half. So three shuttles got me six wicking beds. We have then put some corrugated iron around the outside just because I didn't want the shuttles to deteriorate. I have seen some wonderful wicking beds made out of shuttles and they've used, um, they've used timber, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different options and I'm sure if you jump on and have a look, there are some extremely creative ways that you can make wicking beds. Now, wicking beds are suited for areas that have high heat and low rainfall or high heat and unreliable rainfall just because they're going to keep, keep those plants continually moist um, throughout that period that they're growing. If you're someone that's in an area where you get 
lots of rain already, it might not suit you. But having said that though, because of the water saving factor, I think wicking beds are definitely something to have a look at. I only have to water my wicking beds once a week in summer and less than that in winter and they do really well. And the drooping and wilting that I used to get in my conventional veggie gardens doesn't happen in my wicking beds. My plants are healthy and vibrant and I can go down there and it can be the middle of the day and they still look like they are in mint condition. So I, I think it's, it's a, for me out here, it's definitely been a win-win. What happens with the wicking bed and how it works is that you've got that reservoir and the water slowly wicks up. So it hits the soil. So when you plant, when you plant brand new little plants into the wicking bed, you've got to remember that their roots won't be able to reach that moisture straight away. So for a little while, you are going to still have to top water, but eventually, and it doesn't take very long, their roots get down, they hit that moisture that has wicked up and then they're away. And then it's a matter of remembering to fill that wicking bed once a week. Some little quick tips when it comes to wicking beds is I have found because they are prolific growers in wicking beds, you just want to make sure you're continually feeding those plants. You're using some good organic matter. Um, I use a fair bit of chukpu and and that that and some blood and bone. I find those those are really good. I also try and ro- rotate my garden beds, and I often have one garden bed that doesn't have anything in it for a little bit. I let that dry completely out, just because you've got you can have things um, like algae and those sorts of things that can grow in your reservoir. So I let that all dry out. Um, and then I put a heap of organic matter in it and give it a bit of a break and then I'll plant it. And then I'll, I'll be spelling another garden bed. So that's just how I do it. I also make sure that I only water that once a week and I check the level of my water reservoir. And if it doesn't need filling, I won't fill it. So you, you can see usually on the on the side of a wicking bed or if you've got a little water indicator or you can often see if you look in your pipe you'll be able to see if you can see what if you can see the water then it, it doesn't need filling that's that's why I work that's what I work on anyway um it's really important to make sure that that soil you put in is is good quality soil and like I said before, it has a fair bit of organic matter in, in it as well. So um, not only does it, it help wick more effectively, but it helps to feed those veggies. So those are my tips when it comes to wicking beds. As I said, they're definitely something to have a look at. You can get all different sizes and all different shapes. And if you are a little bit handy, you can make them yourself. I made mine and I don't think I'm that handy. So anybody can do it. It's just a matter of working out how many and what your what your plan is when it comes to your veggie patch. Shuttles you can find um, quite often they can be so a lot of people sell them that they've had oil or other other items that have been used for human consumption. So you can use those ones or you can make as I said before, wooden ones, 
and make sure they're waterproofed and do it that way. So there are many, many different options. And as I said too, there are lots that are being sold already pre-made. So there should be something that will suit you and suit your veggie patch. But I hope that this has given you something to think about when it comes to your veggie gardening. And I would love to hear from you if you have wicking beds and what you think what you think of them, or if you make some wicking beds or get some wicking beds after listening to this episode and how you find them throughout summer. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can tune in next Monday for another episode of Grow Your Patch. In the meantime, if you are on Instagram and you want to see what happens in my life behind the scenes, feel free to give me a follow at a country mum. Have a great one.